Hi, uh, Natalia. Hello. Yes. Hi. Do you, can you hear me? Andy? Yes, it's Andy. Yeah. How, how are you today? Good. How are you? I am doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, this is a good time now to talk? Yes, yes. I want to make sure that you can hear me okay. You are listening to the Natalia Rugosina Podcast, a limited podcast series presented to you by Haystack Creatives. Delve into the writing world of self-published author Natalia as she journeys through time to examine and dissect not only what makes her write, but also the hard-hitting how and why behind her stories. Enjoy as we flip the pages. Uh, so um, my favorite um, line in my book is what I told to my oldest daughter, who's, um, who's going to be 22 next month, which is February. I told her, you're here to be happy and enjoy life. Don't be afraid to stand up for what you believe in. Don't be afraid to be different because it's unique to who you are. Think of yourself and always do what's best for you because you're only responsible for your own life. Always be grateful for what you have, but never satisfied. Never miss an opportunity to help someone. Always send love to the people who bother you. Don't stress over the little things because everything in life is a little thing. Everything you will ever need is already here. You will find all the answers you are looking for within you. You are God's highest form of creation. Therefore, you can create and be anything you want. That's it. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. I mean, I, I felt the emotion right there. Right. And yeah, um, you wrote this book uh, when? If you can tell me more about it. I actually, yeah, I can tell you <laughs> exactly when I wrote it. Uh, it was right after my uh, youngest one was born. Mm -hmm. She was about a month old, and that's when I started writing, which was in, uh, let's see, August of 2016. So that was like four years ago or five years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, four. Four yeah. years ago. Okay. It was four in January. Yeah, it was published in January. So you were inspired when you gave birth to your uh, third. Actually, is it? No, no. I was inspired. Um, like I always had this desire to help people, mm -hmm. but for me to do that, I I realized that I actually had to help myself first. Okay. Because there was a lot of that needed, you know be worked on and you know learn and release uh, from my life mm -hmm. so I by writing the book that's exactly what I was doing okay um, so for myself yes so for yourself so it's, it's therapeutic for you to do yes. the writing correct yes mm -hmm. okay very and actually I did uh, I did 
I did want to read um, a couple of poems that I, uh, one of them that I wrote in regards to um, what I have learned mm-hmm. and to the readers, to the listeners when they will be listening. Sure. This. So you want to read so, the poetry now? Oh, yeah. I can. <laughs> okay. I thought you want to read. Yeah, I, let me. All right, no, we can we can do that later. Yeah, we can do that later. I, I want to know more about you, and then later on we can, we can talk more about the poetry, right? Because, uh, yeah, we, we get to know each other first, so people get to know you and they get comfortable about sure. Natalia. Tell us sure, more about Natalia, sure. because I've I've read you grew up in Eastern Europe, right? And now you're in Minneapolis. Yeah, so yeah. Take me back where during the time when you were you were like you were still small. How was life growing up? When I was little? Yes, how was life growing up in Eastern Europe? Well, in Eastern Europe, uh, well, first of all, it was a very small town, so everyone knew each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do something, the next day people know everything about you. But when it comes to me, you know, you know the way I saw life um, living in my uh, hometown, mm-hmm. it wasn't... I know it's sad to say, but I don't have a lot of good memories because of the life I've lived. Okay. So to me, um, the highlight that really uh, that popped out, that really um, made made my day or made you know made it happier, is when I had my dad around me. Okay. So, so can you say that you're a, a daddy's girl? Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Thing. Okay, so you, you know, and tell me more about it. Like, why do you say that you feel happy and fulfilled when your dad is around you? Well, well, first of all, dad was not always around because um, my uh, mother and my father didn't um, have a best relationship. I see. Um, there was uh, there were fights, there was mm. abuse, um, there was alcohol involved. So um, it it didn't last long, but um, it felt like when he was around me, it, it I don't want to say forced him. It, it kind of he wanted to be better when he was around me. And same for me, like when I was around him, I felt safe. Like I saw the best in him. Mm-hmm. So um, even though he did all those things, like I'm not defending him. You know the way he was. Like he drank and he was abusive, mm. but I was focused on his good qualities. Therefore, I brought that more to the surface when I was around him. Mm. So when my parents got divorced, um, a lot of that disappeared from my life. And um, anyway, it went went into darkness. How old are you when your parents got divorced? I was six years old. Oh, you were very young. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yes, I was. And I remember a lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> so the, the the memories are still very clear to you during that time, and you, yeah, you, it it made you what become stronger person, if I could say, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it felt like yeah, it felt like I um even though like looking at them having their own relationship like I was more on the outside like I was not involved we were not never involved as a family Mm. but to me like when we were together like that's why I have no memories of mom and um, because 
she was, um, I don't know, she, I, she was never around when we were together. And um, I remember dad always taking me to work. And, uh, you know, whatever places that we went, um, from what I remember and what I was told that my mother worked. But um, I don't know. I'm not gonna sit and say that, you know, she should have been there. It was her responsibility. I'm just saying you know how it is or right. how it was. So uh, when your parents you know, when your parents got divorced, you you went to your mom right after? Was that the case? Yes. Well yeah, I yeah. I had to stay with her. But speaking of that, I uh, because of my dad and I had such you know, we have we had a bond and mm-hmm. um better relationship. I actually, I asked to go with him. I see. But dad told me, yeah, but dad told me I uh, I couldn't come along because, you know, the judge said I have to stay with mom. That's the way it was. And um, that actually really, I was like, I fell apart completely because I, I did not want somebody to decide for me. Well, it happened. So I had to find a way to deal with that because it was huge for me because for me my understanding if you have a better relationship with say with like in my case was with my father Mm -hmm. I should have been with him right to me that's like logical explanation and obviously that was not the case for me so I don't know who decided obviously not not the parents well I believe during that yeah, during that time, like there's some legal age that you know where the judge will decide whether or not you'll be going to your to your mother or your your father. Okay. But anyhow, uh, those experiences made you the person you are right now. So fast forward, uh, 2021. Tell us who Natalia is today. <laughs> Well, I actually want also wanted to tell you about when I was writing a book. Mm-hmm. This is pretty significant, sure. and I the reason why I did not put uh, this life experience in my book because, well, first of all, no one knew about it in my family. Mm-hmm. I just told my father last year and my mother about it um, when I was sixteen. Um, I was sexually assaulted by men. Oh. And the reason why I kept it to myself all this time because I had fear that what people say about me, will they look at me differently? Will they think I'm messed up or, you know, broke and damaged, whatever people now call these days. So, and I never identified with that. Even though I went through all of that, that's not how I saw myself, Mm. you know? So to me, part of the reason why I hid that information is because of that Mm. and now learning you know on this journey of life learning evolving i realized that that's not how it is those experiences they don't define who i am as a person i define me you know which is you know i'm a writer a mother a daughter a sister and a best friend that's who i am you know not what uh those life experiences say about me. Right. Indeed. Those life experiences mold you to become a stronger person or made you the person you are right now, but it's you who dictates and who who can, you know, do what... Exactly. And you know what tells me, like, 
looking back, mm. like I kept thinking about what got me through all of this because it was just part of it, like what happened to me. Like there's obviously much more than that. So to me, when I look back, even as a child, that's what people were always drawn to me. You know, like my friends and why people took advantage of me so much is that um, is because I'm I'm a giver. That's one of them. But what got me through all of this is uh, a strong, desperate desire to feel good. Right. Like even though. I saw all of that destruction, you know, that uh, ugly behavior, you know, around me. I still wanted to focus on the good in life. <laughs> so that's what uh, probably why I never identified with any of that, like, broken damage, because that's not how I felt inside. Even though, like I said, I went through all of that. That's not who I am. So that helped me um, still be... Um, me, the person that I am right now, still um, maintain love. Mm. Not as much that you know that I wanted, but still, that that got me through it. So, Natalia, so, take me back to those times. Who was or who were, uh, if there if there were any, your support system during the time that you consider that you were in darkness, like you were having these. Uh, well, here's the thing. Yeah. Um. I, even though I, you know, I was uh, with my mother and my stepdad, because mm-hmm. my father was far away, I did feel like I was an orphan. And I'm like street smart. I grew up on street. That's where I learned mm-hmm. from everyone around me because I never wanted to be at home. Like, unless I really, really had to, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, for many other reasons. Otherwise, I was. I found I, I wanted to find a way not to be there. I but, see. You know, as you know, I had I have different type of friends, people who took advantage of you and people who were there for you. And the, they were there for me was very small um, amount. Mm-hmm. And the person who got me through all this time was um, was a girl. You know, she was obviously much stronger than me. And I remember when I was telling her about all of this. She said, she said, I will not let you give up. Mm. I will not let you those, let those thumbs take you down. You know, you got to be strong. You got to focus, you know, on what's ahead. It happened. We got to find a way, you know, to make peace with that. So we did. She was, you know, she was there for me. Although, just to let you know, I do have an older sister, Mm. But she was already um, married and had her own problems, so I didn't want to have her involved because she had too much drama going on in her life. Although we were still close, but not as close for me to open up and, you know, because I didn't want to burden her. Like I said, she had her own. Yeah. Your older sister doesn't know what happened to you until now, or you already told her? She does. Mm-hmm. She, no, no, she she does. Like I told her when I was... Um, when I was still living there but I didn't want to talk like in detail like I wanted her to see me as strong Mm -hmm. like you know I can do this because I don't want you to see me weak because you're already going through your own um, life you know she was in an abusive relationship so Mm -hmm. like I said she heard her own uh, her her fear of you know 
destructive things happening to her. So that's why I just I kept it all away from her. And the person who was there, like I said, was um, your girlfriend. One, only one friend I had. Yeah. Yeah, which is what I needed at the time. I honestly didn't want anyone else to be involved in all of that. That was plenty for me because she, like I said, she was, uh, she wouldn't let me give up. Mm. She said, and I will be here for you as, you know, as much as I can, which she was. Let me tell you this. If I, I don't know if I, obviously, to me, I know everything happens for a reason, so she was supposed to be there for me. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like sort of God's or spirit's way of protecting you and helping you to get through this. Right. So she did. She did. This special friend of yours, uh, are you still in contact with her until now? We 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 did for a very long time, even after the move. But uh, we grew apart. Mm-hmm. I see. Grew apart. She has a different interest, different life. So you know how we grow and evolve eventually. Like I'm forever, like grateful, right. obviously to her, and she knows that. I mean, we can obviously still talk, mm. you know, to see each other, but it's not the type of relationship that we had when we were right back in Moldova. So. Okay, so take me back to the time that you can say it was your turning point to be, uh, you know, a different person, to take charge of your life, and you know. Well, there, there was, there was. Um, I would say there were um, two of them actually. I wouldn't say just one. All right. And uh, first one was when uh, when I moved here. Mm-hmm. I. Um, I was 18, and I, I found out um, three weeks later that I was pregnant. Wow. Which was, uh, yeah, which was not <laughs> what I uh, what I wanted to experience in a foreign country, mm. um, away from everyone I love. Right. At that time. So uh, it was definitely uh, a shock. It was like... Um, So you were pregnant with your eldest daughter, Irina? Yes, my eldest daughter. Yes, Irina. Mm -hmm. How do you you say her? Irina? Is it Irina? Irina, but everyone call her Irina. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay, so you were pregnant with her. And uh, take me back to those times when you figured out. How was it? How did you feel during that time? Well, because, you know, Andy, when I was... As I was growing up, I was one of those children, and I'm sure a lot of listeners will relate, mm-hmm. especially in um, like those um, like Eastern countries. Uh, you grow up really quickly. Like you basically have no childhood. And for me, in my case, I had none mm-hmm. because I had younger siblings right. who were uh, nine and ten years younger than me, and that I took care of most of the time. Mm-hmm. So to me, I did not have that. So when I came here and found out I was, you know, I was going to be a mom, like my initial shock, like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> you know, right. it's like, it's bad enough that you're pregnant. You're in a completely different country. I don't know any English. I don't have a job. I don't have a man beside me to support me. It's like, I have to do, learn how to do it all on my own. Wow. And I remember, I know, I remember when I was, I was living with my aunt at the time, and she was a great supporter, too. It's like, uh, definitely an angel in my eyes. Mm. She said, well, you have two choices. You either grow up 
or you continue to be a child, which I never was <laughs> in my eyes. So I had to grow up even more. So by having her, I learned how to do things like quickly. Like even my daughter, when she was like, when she as an adult, she would say, mom, honestly, like if I were you, I don't know how I would have done it. This is like a lot right. to take in at, the same, at one time. And uh, so the dad, I mean, the father of Irina, uh, what happened? Well, he's, um, he's, um, he, let's just say he was not a very good person. He was very abusive mm-hmm. and he was part of the, um, part of the, uh, it's, the experience that uh, took place when I was sexually assaulted, he was uh, part of it. I see. So, and then... So, um, he, he never knew that he had a daughter with he, you? He or did. He... he did. Well, what happened was, once okay. that happened, two years, you know, fast forward two years, I came here. Mm-hmm. And when it happened with me and him, when we, you know, had that special night, which was, you know, consensual, mm-hmm. um... Right. We obviously, I didn't know at the time, but when I came here, I was like, whoa. And then I did tell him, but to him, because he was so immature and just, he was not a good person. Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. He was not, he never had intentions to help or um, be there for me and her, although he said otherwise. Okay. So from that point on, so he was he he, yeah. So he he never came to no, the United States. He no. he was just thank there. goodness okay. he didn't. <laughs> it was a blessing. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so yeah. Uh, fast forward the time you when you uh, wrote the book. So you were looking into all these experiences that made you who you are. Uh, and, and you decided that, you know, it's, it's time for you to inspire others with your story. And uh, that's basically what you did, right? You, you wrote mm-hmm. a story about your experiences in life yeah. and how it made you the person you are. And you want to share this experience to the, to the listeners or to the readers out there who will be able to read your book. Tell me about this experience in, in writing. In writing? Well, let me tell you this. I'm sure you, your story inspired you, but what moved you to, and to decide to tell yourself, I'm going to start writing my story? Well, here, this is the biggest one um, because of my mother. Because my mother and I didn't have a good relationship. Mm. It carried, like, like over the years, mm. it's just gotten worse for us. And uh, I was about 35 so I was writing 36 I was just like I felt this like heavy burden like it's like you know how you like get so sick and tired of feeling this burden that you don't want to feel it anymore you just you just can't it's just too much mm. you just don't want to feel it like you don't know what to do with it how how do you do it because you know you've obviously never done that never um, released that type of energy so I started studying mostly personal development and spirituality and then um that's again part of why it led me to writing and then there's a lot of what i learned is in the book so for me was 
more than anything is to release that burden. Let me tell you this. I didn't know this until I finished the book. Like, I felt different, but I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know what was different. Like, I couldn't put my finger on it. Like, what happened? And then it hit me. It's like, mm. I'm free. Wow. I'm free. Did, you, did your mom get a chance to read the book? I don't know that she has or not because like I said we are very relate because of our the relationship that we have. Right. But um she does know I wrote it. So. You didn't send her a copy. <laughs> you didn't send her a copy no, of the book. No. Hey mom, here's a copy of it. I mean th- this made me feel really good. <laughs> I don't I don't happen. think she even um where again it's because of the um awareness of people, you know, of how they're um mm-hmm where they are mentally, I don't think she even comprehends all the way that the book is about me and how I felt when I was growing up, you know, while living with them. Right. Anyway. All right. So, uh, Natalia, what do you do right now aside from writing? Well, aside from writing? Aside from taking care of the kids. (laughs) Do you, do you do other things like <laughs> yeah right now yeah you're right I am a, a full-time mom but you know I write you're a full-time mom so um so and a full-time writer are you writing yes actually Ooh, yeah great. so I've been writing a lot of poems during this COVID um mm. it really pushed me into more writing more you know, like you know expressing how I feel mm-hmm. more and more and uh like I become became stronger in that area than I was, and then also I uh, was writing uh, songs as well. Wow! So uh, yeah, so uh, so you you also sing, you also play music. Well, I I I never sing professionally, but that's my intention. Yeah, wonderful, definitely. That's yeah, that's part of it. Do you have a YouTube channel now? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But uh, that's that's okay. It'll be okay. What I believe in, uh, whatever uh, is happening, is happening for a reason. So, you know, I just I just go with the flow. Wow, that's amazing. So for me right now, because there are a lot of changes, Andy. Here's what I want to tell you: because when I was writing the book, I was married, mm. and it led after I wrote it, it led to many changes, like. When I was writing, like I was learning all about it, but after I finished the book, I was implementing a lot of that that I wrote about in my life, and it led. You're still married, right? Until now. No, no, I'm not. Oh, really? Yep, that's what it led to. What a story! I know. There's a lot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write about this? <laughs> not yet. Well, it's actually, actually is going to be I'm in the process of writing my second book which I will be talking about in depth wow the steps I took you know how to deal with the situation obviously in, when it comes to me and if people can relate they can try to you know implement it in their life which helped me tremendously because I learned that again I don't want to identify with these labels mm. but I had depression anxiety wow ADD so uh, that helped me really have that under control. Yeah. So I can honestly say I'm balanced. <laughs> How are you able to manage, you know, having three kids and having all these, you know, emotional battles and mental health? How are you able to pull it through? It's 
the, uh, again, the desire to feel good more than anything. Because when you have that, wow, you know, like, like when you when you have that, when that feeling is like the dominant, this is you you gotta do whatever it takes because it's like if you don't, mm-hmm. then you're struggling, you're resenting, you know, and we don't want that, right? <laughs> that, I mean, I was a mess. Like for me, like when I look back with three kids after, like even with writing the book, you know, mm-hmm. it was like it was a chaos, and that's when you know I started to become more balanced after that because that's when I was applying all of that in my life and I was learning more about me as a person not just as a mother wow. and like again that's when I became writing even more and more but to me what I learned about me is that um, and with my um, in my marriage with my um, husband at the time that we did not have the same goals and dreams values and that's actually very important mm. to have with your partner and um you know as right even though we were good friends in marriage but we were not good we were not partners mm-hmm. we didn't have that partnership i see so that's what um and all of this you're putting in your second book right your your experiences after yes i will be, yep all of that yep because there's a lot <laughs> wow there's a lot yeah to cover so how are you able to manage your time natalia taking care of the kids and writing is it uh pretty tough to do i mean you're doing this professionally or, you know just for passion well well the book obviously the book is um to not just help me but others as well mm-hmm. so my uh, one of my passions is uh to uh, inspire people, okay, you know, to to help them bring more peace in their life and let them know that you can live your dream life. Mm. Your age or your background, it, it it means nothing. It seriously, it's like it. I don't know why people are so focused on that. Probably because of the society, right, and the programming that's been done over the years by the government and everything that includes that. Mm. So. Um, like I'm 40 and let me tell you this my life is just beginning like my career and all of that is just like it's just starting yeah. for me and this is like the happiest I've ever been like learning how to love myself you know this is one of the biggest ones is self-love for me let me tell you it solved pretty much everything wow when I started loving myself yeah and let me tell you also when when you start loving yourself mm. People, uh, a lot of people don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do you why do you say that? Because, as, okay, look, I'm only speaking for me. Sure. When listeners listen, I'm only speaking for myself. I'm sure, a lot will relate. Mm. That when you give, when you condition to give all the time, people take 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 from you, and when you start setting boundaries, which again, self love, mm. respect, this is where it's like, oh. So what you're saying is you won't do that for me anymore. I was like, oh, so it's like, you know, it's like you're cutting back. And the people who took advantage of that won't like that. Mm. It's the people who genuinely concerned about you and love you. Those will say, will embrace that. But people who took advantage won't. Right. I understand. Well, unfortunately for me, there was a lot of close people and friends in my life that did that. Mm. So a lot of them are not in my life anymore. 
What a transformation. Because I took my power back. <laughs> <laughs> so are you doing this? I mean, are you are you planning to do professional coaching to to inspire others? Yes. Yes. My, my goal is to have my own talk show. That's um, our top priority. Wow. They have that because there's such a need for people to know the truth about who they are, learn about who they are, and know that they can be, do, or have anything they desire. Because we're like, so like, again, we're like living in a box. Mm. Like, that's what you can have, and that's the only thing. You know, you do this, and that's the way it is. If you're not satisfied, then too bad. Well, for me, you should never be satisfied. Mm. You should be happy with what you have. Yeah, definitely be thankful, but never satisfied. This is what keeps you from growing. Right. It came here to grow, not to stand still. When you feel comfortable, you stop growing. Right. So, Natalia, when you say you want to have your own talk show, would it be, what, online uh, video talk show or a podcast? What I, do you have in I mind? what I was thinking about um, doing, you know, like, I don't know how long it would be, but most likely um, I would have a name for it too. It's Rise and either Rise and Shine with Natalia or Rise and Fly with Natalia. <laughs> 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 Made up. <laughs> Basically, raise your vibration yeah. and fly high because that's, that's what we should be doing 90% of the time. You're going to be doing a YouTube channel for this. I guess. I, I would think so. Whatever, like, whatever will be um, close to me and to what I desire, then yes. Beautiful. I'm not, it's not set in stone. Yeah. Yeah, but you're planning about okay. it. Great. All right. So yes, I'm definitely. looking forward to that. Not if, it's when. Right. <laughs> okay. So uh, take me back to the book. Or before we go to the book, if people do not know you, Uh, Natalia, and you know, you will introduce yourself to others as you are. Uh, do that to our listeners right now. Who Natalia is? Tell them. Natalia is. Natalia is humble, compassionate, um, and to see the good and all because regardless of what's happening in the world I know there's a lot that we don't like to pay attention you know or look at because it's so um, it's so bad um, we can still see the good from that and, and turn that into power you know turn up take our pain and turn it into power still make the good out of it regardless of what others say wow. Yes, it looks bad, but we can still make it better, you know, even with all of that, because this is what I did with my life. Beautiful. Because for me, even though as much as much as I did not like what happened to me, like through my whole life, like childhood, <clears throat> teenage years, and even coming here, um, what I've learned now in my adult years, I would say in my uh, mid-30s, that Life is happening for you. It's never to you because we think just because it's bad, it's to hurt us. No, it's not what it is. It's for you to take the good out of that and turn it into something beautiful. Wow. You know, 
you're supposed to do something with that. Not so sorry for yourself. Wow. Beautifully said. And to those people who have read your book, you released this book uh, in uh, when 2017, if I'm not mistaken, right? With uh, another publisher. Mm-hmm. So yeah. mm-hmm. within the past years that the book was released, what feedback were you getting from readers who have read your book? Did you get any uh, personal feedback? <laughs> well, I did have friends who read it who were not very close to me. Mm-hmm. And I did have um, um, other uh, family members that were not, I was not very close with. Um, mm-hmm. I did get a good feedback. However, one of them, um, not one of them, but some of them said, you know, I've known you all this time, but I never knew that's the life you've lived. Mm. So it was, it was positive mostly. Yes. And, um, anyways, people were surprised. So you think it made an impact to them reading yeah. your story? It inspired them to be a better person. Yes, because, you know, and never judge a book by its cover because you don't know the life that person lived. Just because I'm successful now, you don't know what I did to get to where I am right now. So don't ever mm-hmm. say, easy for you to say, Natalia. Easy for you to say to do this. Well, guess what? I did all of that. I lived all of that. All of that. Mm-hmm. And look at me. That's why I'm here to show you that it can be done. It can be done if you follow these steps. Wow. So what is success for you, Natalia? You said you've been successful. So how do you define success? That's a very, that's a very good question. You know, a lot of people would say, again, you know, having um, a nice home, which again, great kids, mm. uh, job, which again, all of it is great. But to me, Again, studying one of my favorite teachers, which is Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. What they taught me is that the real happiness is when you feel, um, I mean, the real success is when you feel happy. And to me, that is so true. Like, to achieve that state of being, being happy with yourself, again, self, that's where self-love comes in. This is like, to me, this is the number one thing. I don't care what you say. These steps, those steps, no. Self-love is the key. This is starts like everything with you. Like once you do that, mm. the universe will show, will match the energy that you feel on the inside. So this is what's happening to me right now as we speak. Right. You know, it's matching my energy to show me, reflect my reflection. So if I happy, I don't care how much money I have. Even if I have $1 in my bank account. If I feel happy, I'm successful. Period. Beautiful. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you that you're true. so happy right now. And I think you're in that state. <laughs> you know, you, you've achieved it. You, you, you can definitely say you are successful. And how, and, and yeah. you're, you're writing the book to inspire others to be happy like you, right? What surprised you the most in the process of writing, if I may ask? And when you were writing this book? What? What surprised me when I was writing? Yeah. Was there a, a part that you were surprised that I didn't expect this, that, you know, I, I'm able to do this yes. or something like that? Yes. Uh, well, actually, what I learned was, um, which was huge for me, and I'm sure it'll be for everyone else too, 
is uh, I always ask God, universe, whatever applies to you, whatever you believe in, mm-hmm. is why, why, why hasn't my mother never sure? I've never felt love from her, like not the genuine, sincere love from my mother, because this is you know the person who gave birth to you, who nourished you, who supposed to give you not everything but essential. Mm. But, you know, and love is one of them. And I never felt that from her. And I always wondered about that. And as I was writing, I learned that a person cannot give you love if they don't have that for themselves. Wow. If they grew up in a um, destructive environment where, you know, obviously, whatever that is, abuse, mm. in our case, that's what it was, um, they, they don't know how. Right. They can't show you what they don't know. It's simple as that. And to me, that was like, that's where I found a lot of the peace. And I was able to release that energy and be okay with that. So that's the reason why it ne- she could never do that for me. Wow. And I'm curious, oh. young mm-hmm. Irina and Isabella and Scarlett, they're feeling that love from you right now, I presume, I guess. Yes. I believe. Yes. And you know, let me tell you this. We're still, our older, my oldest son, uh, there's time we just, we fell apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, um, we, there were times that we just couldn't stand each other. Like literally, we could not be in the same room. <laughs> and for the past few years, and yeah, it's true. It is what it is. You know, because we were so, there's so much anger and hurt. Right. Um, you know, me and my end, and her and her end. And, uh, you know, for the past few years, we were able to um, find peace. And we did that by being honest, mm. you know, being vulnerable with each other, you know, owning our, you know, what, like what we did. Like we took responsibility, well, for me anyway, I took responsibility for everything that I've done. Mm. You know, the obviously stuff that I didn't talk about in the book, but, you know, I did tell her that that it happened and it is what it is. Mm. I, I know I can't take it back, but that's, it, that's life. And that actually made our relationship much more stronger. And um, we, uh, we, we became friends. Mm. And, but we're still in the process of um, getting there. You know, we still have work to do. Right. And I'm giving her her space because she's, she's been independent for a while. So um, I love her, and I, I know she will come back, and we will have that relationship that we were uh, that we want. We just need work, and people, you know, heal in their different times. You know, they some take people take longer. And I let me tell you this: looking at her at her age, she's really strong as well because she's being her 22. Like I'm always amazed to think she's like we can talk about like. I was not like that when I was your age. But you were already a mother. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I know, but I was so smart, but yeah. I was not, I maybe knew that I wasn't aware of it. So now that, you know, more, like I was stronger in one area and she was stronger in the other. Let's just see, because, you know, we're all different. Right. And she was teaching me, you know, how to be uh, a better mother. And I was teaching her, you know, to, so we all teach each other. But now it's like, what I learned and we're doing now we're learning how to uh, be uh, better mm-hmm. so for me um, I still think we're in a really good place she's just going through some stuff right now and I'm giving her her space right she's still she's um, still single right she's not married and... yeah okay 
No, she's not married. No. She, she is in a better position compared to you during the time when you were 21. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. Great. She's working she now. She, she's already working. Well, I don't know. She, she, she did. Mm-hmm. She did work, especially like when that COVID thing hit. Mm-hmm. She did work uh, for a little while, and then she didn't. But um, right now, she, she has a lot of money saved up. She used to work as a waitress, so they made a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so she's uh, taking her time to, you know, to herself. I see. So. She's trying to practice what you taught her you, to do self-love, right? Yes. Yes. Because I'm leading... Yeah, by example, even though she may not like the way I set boundaries because I'm firm. Mm-hmm. And once I said, because I'm different, remember, I'm not the way I used to be. Like, I, I would let her get away with a lot of things. And now that I don't, it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, and she has to adapt to it. And how do you adapt? You either change, you come up to me to meet me on my vibration, or you stay where you are. So you have a choice. And she's working on that. Beautiful. To be, to have that relationship with her mother. Great. I'm very proud of her. I mean, she's accomplished so much. Like, like I said, we've, like, we've been vulnerable with each other, had talks, and, uh, but, you know, there's still, like, on, like, her end that she needs to work through, and she needs to do that on her own. Because in order for you to be strong, you need to learn how to be alone and be okay with that. And not just be okay with that, be happy with that, which I am. <laughs> Beautifully said. Like I don't need, I don't need anyone. So I want someone by my side. How about Isabella and and Scarlett? How are they doing? Let me tell you this: fifteen <laughs> years apart, it's a completely different um, mm-hmm. uh, type of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Educating and showing them how it should be. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, with Isabella and Scarlett, um, especially early uh, mm-hmm. stages, like when they were like one, two years old, I was I still felt like I was like there's a lot of misbalance imbalance. So I was um, I was working on that, but I still I still struggle <laughs> like that. It's just like I, I need to do better because I they look at me, they copy me. That's what scared me the most because we copy you know whoever we're around. So I was like, I better get my, you know, together. So uh, they, um, they're, they're like me. So that's, again, as much as people didn't like when I started loving myself and setting boundaries and just mm. connecting more to who I am, uh, I, I knew that, that obviously that was best for me and not just for me, but right. for, for my girl, you know, because I don't want them to be with someone that would take advantage of them. You know, mm. I wanted to be able to stand up for themselves and always speak up, which I was, that was one of my biggest ones. I would never <laughs> speak up. I would always keep it to myself. So now that I do, a lot of people don't like that. <laughs> If you're quiet for, <laughs> for over 30 years, they're like, what? Who is this? That is not Natalia, I remember. You know? That's not her. I don't recognize her. Okay. Now, uh, for those of our listeners out there who have not read the book, tell us what can they expect to get out of this book? I, I'm sure you've, you've told me already from hearing your stories, but for those people who have not heard about this book, who have not bought a copy, what can they expect? What are they getting out of this book? It's basically knowing that um, like 
taking your power back. Like, you learn how to, you know, like, say, hey, no one is responsible for my own life, only me, and it's up to me to make it better. And unless, you know, I do that, it's going to be the same. I'm going to be repeating the same cycle over and over again. Mm. So I better start making different, uh, you know, life choices, making uh, different decisions to have a better life. Otherwise, it won't change. And what makes Natalia a better coach or inspirational, motivational speaker than others out there who have just, you know, studied the, <laughs> studied the trade? Inspirational speaker? Yeah. It's because um, I have a variety of life experience that I went through and a lot of people relate to the person who's been through the same thing because When you go to a uh, doctor's office, as much as you know, wisdom and knowledge they have, what they learned in school, a lot of them can't relate mm. because that's you know, that's not something they went through. They may understand it, but they right. can't relate. You can't. You don't know what that person's been through. Like, if I want to learn from someone how to relieve whatever is bothering me, I'm not going to go to a person. Even though they're happy and successful, but I'm not going to go to them. I want someone who can relate to me because right. she knows the pain or he knows the pain. And, and I want to learn from them. And you've learned all of this from uh, the school of life, right? Yes, I have. And your <laughs> life experiences. All right. Yes, so what, what is your message before we read a part of the book that You know, I'm excited to hear about the poetry part. What's your message to the people who are listening to us right now, uh, Natalia? <sighs> Don't sweat the little things. You just be happy. Stay in the moment because all you have is now. The past no longer exists. You live the future. <clears throat> so enjoy the now. Be happy now. Look the things that make you feel good now and I promise you you will find them if you look for it wow just as you ask and it's you know it's always given this is the same way look for them and the universe God will show them to you to appreciate and enjoy more in the now and stay in the now wow how can you easily get those words out of your mouth like from <laughs> it's it, it's because Spirit is talking through me. If you believe in that sort of thing, Beautiful. I'm connect. I'm channeling. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. You're not kidding me, right? I know. It's cute to you, Andy. <laughs> you're just kidding. No, I'm okay. not. no. A lot of it. Yeah. When I this is what happens when you're channeling from you know like from the heart. Mm. Uh, like when we're done talking, I will not. I may not remember half of what I told you because a lot of it was just like in the moment. Yeah. Beautiful. It, it's. It, it's just f- free flowing. You, you, I promise you, I'm not crazy. No, no, I'm, I'm inspired listening from you. I mean, all of these experiences and, and what you. Be- I mean, I've just known you for like the past hour. I, I don't know you personally, but based on what you you shared to me, it's empowering. It's um, inspiring to know that you've been through all of these stuff. And you become a very strong motivational person and not just motivating others, but motivating yourself 
initially. It's like you loving yourself in order for you to appreciate others around you. And you transfer that, you know, that that energy. You pass it on to people that you talk to. And right now, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but it comes from my heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is amazing, really. I call it a badass energy. Yeah, badass energy. You should you should have your own show. I, I, I will be one of your supporters. You should get yourself a, a YouTube channel or probably a podcast like this. But anyway, I I really like talking to you, Natalia. Why don't you share to our listeners the beautiful poetry that you were mentioning to me earlier? Can you do that? Can you flip on the pages? Certainly, certainly. So this is a, this is a poem that I learned when I was learning about all of this, mm-hmm. you know, the life experiences that I went through and what I should do with all of that. And that's what it came about. Mm. So I called it Beautiful Soul. All right. Pardon me. I had to take a sip of water. We've been talking a lot. Sure. Go ahead. Take your time. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <clears throat> there was a point in my life I was afraid to share my story. The fear of what would people say and think, it haunted me. I felt so lonely. I was afraid they'd think I'm broken, damaged, and that I still feel anger and resentment towards the past. Yes, it was true. I felt a lot of mixed emotions but now I feel at peace inside. I learned that everything we go through was not an accident for sure. We are supposed to learn and also go through healing and releasing, then see what we can do with that and more. Please honor all of your emotions. They're so important, just like food. Express them in the way you feel like, but please don't wallow in them longer than you should. One day you'll see why all of this had happened. Your soul will awaken to the truth. And it's okay to feel unhappy. You have the strength. You will pull through. We're not white or black, Latino, Asian. It's simply just the color of our skin. There's only one of you in this entire world. And at the core, we're all the same. I'm finished. Wow, beautiful. This is part of the book, right? Part of the... You have the power to have it all? Yeah, but uh, for me, I like I said, I wrote it as in, during COVID. So oh, really? It's, it's part of it, obviously, but yeah, I wrote it uh, recently. Oh, so this poetry that you just read to us is not printed uh, with the book? No. Oh, I see. It was the second one. Yeah, I will be, yeah, wow. I will be putting it in the second book. Very exciting. So I am really looking forward have, to this. I book. have more. You have more. Okay, one more before we go. Okay, yeah, one more before we go. I'm excited to listen to this. Okay, okay. take it away. Okay, so this is this is this is to the li- listeners who um, need more like hope and um, to what they're going through right now. Right. So I call this creator because this is who we are. There we go. It's another day again, walking in the clouds. Heavy chains wrapped all the way, trying to get out. It's so hard. You're in too deep, going crazy slowly, wiping tears under your eyes, praying to survive this. Yes, you can. There is a way to free yourself from all this. Please stop fighting. Let peace in. And love will heal you slowly. <clears throat> Take control and steer the wheel. Let your spirit guide you. No one knows what's best for you except your heart and guidance. 
You will learn how to be strong and control emotions. Feel your power, strength within. Now they're all in motion. Knowing only you that have control, body, mind, and soul. It's your birthright to be free. You are not alone. I'll pray for you when you're healing and when you feel like giving up. I'll send you love when you feel empty. My love, stay true to who you are. Done. Wow. Another beautiful piece. Why don't you invite our listeners to buy a copy of your book, You Have the Power to Have It All. And um, yeah, invite them to, in the future, to buy this poetry collection that you're writing right now. Take it away, Natalia. Well, um, you mean where, where they can buy it? Is that what yeah, invite them somewhere? where to get the copy of the book. Do you have a website? Do you have, is it displayed somewhere in bookstores? Where do they buy a copy? Yeah, so uh, right now, uh, this first book that is published, You Have the Power to Have It All, is um, on Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble. Unfortunately, I don't have my own website at this time, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it will be here one day or soon. Right. <laughs> I know I'm bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been more organized. But there are other things that's a priority. So, which, okay. again, more important to me. Where can, but, where can they find you? Where can they find you? Do you have a Facebook page, an Instagram account? If people want to get in touch with you, how can they... How, where will they? Where are you laughing? Where will they I find you? You're just happy. They're gonna, be, they're gonna be. I know. They're just. They're gonna be very disappointed. I am on Facebook, <laughs> but it's. Only, <laughs> but it's only. Uh, it's. It's not. Um, like a public figure. It's not. Um, that mm-hmm. page that they like. It's just me and my personal information, which I did share some of my poems. I see. That I have. Uh, written. So. So what's the best way I that know. they can get in touch with you? If, if they wanted to talk to you or, you know, get to know more about If they about, wanted to talk to me? Yeah. Who knows? Oh. They, they want to they consult you for something like coaching <laughs> or... Yeah, you, you should take well, it seriously. They, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I do have email address so they can email, which is not listed anywhere except um, on the uh, publishing uh, with the, the people who published my book even yeah. though I don't think it's actually there but that's the information they have on file so but I don't know if you go ahead if you want to like, share it to, to people <laughs> I would, who are listening I would, I would, to, to reach me to uh, certainly I can give my email out it's no problem yeah let's see I'm trying to uh, think which one I should give you the <laughs> to um <laughs> Let's let's do my Gmail account so it's easier for people to. Yeah. Um, Not the Russian so email. Natalia, <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. So it's Natalia, N A T A L I A dot P as in Paul, A N as in Nancy, T mm-hmm. as in Tom, E R A. So it's Pantera. Okay. A zero at Gmail dot com. Okay. So you were born in 1980, I presume. Okay, so (laughs) any final words, Natalia, before I let you go? If I had to be, like, if a person listens to my podcast and never buys my book, which, again, is not my intention, it's more bringing peace than anything else, this is something that I would want them to remember. And like on a daily basis, it should be their mantra. 
nothing is more important than that I feel good. Once you, once this becomes your dominant thought, nothing will stop you at, you know, feeling that way, you know, feeling good most of the time. So this is my wish for you, is to feel good and do whatever makes you happy. Because that's what helped me, yes. Nothing is more important. You've reached the end of the episode of the Natalia Rogozina podcast. See you in the next episode with nothing but more stories from Natalia. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. 